I'm Keith Good News, and you can follow me at Keith Good News. And also, on anything that says Teaching and Productions LA, follow us. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Jose, for having me, man. Excited. Uh, I'm usually the engineer here, and I'm usually like the one where people say, Oh, I like your setup, or you have headphones, and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I mean, I should have, I should have, like, literally uh, do this a video podcast because, Jesus, I mean, everybody knows Keith and you have been on the podcast before and I think last time you were one time we did it out of your house and right now uh, you and I were doing something for something that you're going to help me out yesterday and you were at your house and today you were at work and uh, you were kind enough to stop by and say hi to the podcast and talk about that stuff and related to you and you're at your studio where you just like blew my mind how like well your studio is set up, how you even have that little window of, you know, big time producers have it. And I was like, how come you could hear me, but you don't have headphones on? And you're like, well, I have a speaker mounted here, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just incredible what you have accomplished, man. I always tell you this and I will never stop telling you because I still remember uh, with your curly hair, you know, just like letting people in at the radio station we were That's in. And uh, now you have like amazing studios. So because I was dumb enough not to video cast this, can you explain people to people wh- where you at? I mean, the amazing studios you have built and everything that you're doing right now there is just incredible. Man, thanks. I mean, right now, <clears throat> this studio is located right in the heart of, like, right by LAX, honestly, which is a lot of traffic, great location, um, Westchester, California. Uh, also have another one in Dallas. I build studios all around LA from Hawthorne to Culver City. And, you know, Jose has been to pretty much all of them, I think. Um, you haven't been to this one yet, but we're going to get you down here. But, uh, yeah, you know, I've been building studios since... I started at my dad's basement and I built my first one in 2016 and you know everything I've seen along the way I just picked up and I just learned and you just get better and better you know we worked for you know major companies and I was able to see I like man they could see on the other side and be able to see to the other side and then you don't see I can happen until I met somebody who and they they stood they did I'm like oh all I do is put a window in here so the things that we think are like major or like huge is really just a matter of like when you see somebody that's doing it and they make it easy, then it becomes easy to you. And I'm thankful just to have people like you, you know, along the journey that has made what what seemed difficult when I see y'all do it. Now it's like easy, you know, I mean, look at your setup, but you at the house, but you run literally audio for so many people and they may think that, you know, you have this huge, um, well, I always like to say it's like, 
it's like a cockpit when you're going into like a huge studio room and all these buttons and stuff everywhere. It's like you're like in an airplane cockpit. You don't know what is what. And then, you know, I meet somebody like Jose. He's like, oh, yeah, this just does this and this just does that. And you make it seem so easy. So, and then you realize that it does become easy the more you learn. So, yeah, man, I'm just happy that to get to this point and still be able to practice and doing what I love. And actually, if somebody wants to look at your amazing studios, you just start a new uh, uh, adventure, right? Like, it's funny because I, I was giving you a lecture yesterday. I was like, man, put your YouTube link because I want to see where your YouTube channel is. And uh, if anybody wants to check out the amazing studios that you have, you start creating like a little interview uh, channel, right? So what is it that you do? So, yeah, I created a, you know, I've done many type of different shows over my career since <laughs> 2015. You know, you change, you evolve. But as of late, you know, I was so used to telling my story for so long. I've been telling my story, telling my journey, which has been inspiring people. And I was like, man, okay, I'm like kind of done telling my story. Like I want to tell other people's. So I decided to focus on those who I felt have gravitated towards success that are from L.A. specifically. Um, that's from Los Angeles. And now I, I've been being able to interview some super influential people who created amazing careers for themselves by, I mean, sorry, not by, but, but from being from Los Angeles. So I interview those people and I usually ask some really deep questions um, to learn not more, not just about what they do, but more about who they are. I think it's important to kind of get into people's mindset. You know, I ask them like, what's your take on dating? You know, like asking a celebrity that, you know, I ask somebody who's super influential, you know, or if they are married, asking them like, like, so like, how do you be a good husband with doing all this stuff that you have? And I think those are questions that people don't get asked often. So I like to ask those questions. And where's the channel at? Because I think it was like a couple months ago where you uh, we were texting and then you're like, oh, I'm doing a show. You want to see it? And I'm like, what? And then you just send me a, a a link. And I'm like, I was like, man, you're doing this right now? He's like, yeah, I'm like doing it right now. And it looks so clear to the point that I, I had to send it to one of my bosses. So uh, like you said, even though I have a little studio here, I literally have produce not produce like help with 800 movies i work for a major uh, uh sports company i work for three apps that do major stuff in audio video and production i also do i mean it's incredible what i do from this little freaking corner studio in my house but uh you were doing that i was like shit that's something that my friend my boss who is my friend was looking for and I sent it to him, and he was, like, impressed, too. And it was just one of those things, like you said, right? Like, you just learn it and started doing it. And uh, uh, it's just when you sent me the link, I was like, how the fuck you doing this? And you're like, oh, let me <laughs> let me change camera. Check this out. And you know, I was you know like, because, you, like, you see stuff, and you see that I'm, I'm always looking at, like, like what's happening in the industry? Where's the industry going? You know, and I realized that visual was super important and I hadn't at all really, you know, I feel like I, I haven't, I'm going to say I'm master audio, but I'll be considered an expert, you know, at this point as you would as well. Right. You know, we know more than 90% of people about this stuff that makes us an expert. So the fact that, okay, I'm like, okay, I pretty got, I'm pretty much mastered this audio thing or I can't master anything in audio. I can figure it out but I've never really went over to the camera. So it was like a new challenge. And I'm like, okay, I see the visual is just as important as the audio. So I said, hey, I'm going to dive deep into 
the video stuff. So I had to learn lighting. I had to learn cameras. I had to learn, you know, what an f-stop was. I had to learn what ISO is. I had to learn light. I had to learn a lot of things to now be able to do that. But honestly, it didn't take long. Like it really didn't. Like it. I would say to even get to our, my point where I'm in with cameras. And before we did that, they can't see it. But remember, I was dark when we first started. But I know how to you now finesse the camera to create more light in the same room without any more light. So it's just skills you pick up along the way. And if you're like serious about learning how to do anything, come on, man. Like we got this internet. What that means that you can YouTube it or you can find somebody probably in your friend group who knows a little bit about some of this stuff. And you don't need to know everything. Knowing a little bit goes a long way. All right. So this is, uh, I always quote you and uh, I always reference you sometimes in a couple of things. Uh, so, yeah, why don't people just figure it out? Can you answer this question? Is, uh, and, it, and it surprises me to this day. Like, like, for example, like, it's like holding, you see, I, I, I understand my kid, right? Brand new to this world, learning so many things. And it's my job and responsibility to hold his hand at least until he's 18, right? And it's okay. And sometimes he's going to do it because this is the, the thing that's supposed to be happening. But as an adult. You know, one thing is, like, show you how to download this and set up your studio. But I can't teach you how to edit well because that requires, you know, oh, yeah. like, learning and requires practice. And people don't want to do that. Or people don't want to take the time to just go to fucking YouTube or watch a video. I mean, so my question to you is, like, why don't people just do it? I think you you said the answer is time. Like it's people think it's going to take long. And I think, you know, why we don't do most things is we think it's going to take too long and we don't want it to take that long. That's I think that's why most people don't start things like, man, if I start this now, I'm not going to see the it's like it's it's like it's like planting of a vegetable or a fruit. Like you got to plant the seed and then you got to water it and then you got to wait. <laughs> and you got to keep watering it and keep waiting and you got to care for it and until it grows. So I think people don't really want to do that process. And I think it's because mind the way people don't really want it. If you really want an apple tree, you're going to spend the time it takes, you know, it's just people don't want to spend the time. And that's because it depends on how bad they want, what it is that they say they after, you know, have we, we've seen, People who really want what they after, they spend however much time is required because the result is going to be that you're going to eventually get the apple tree. How long is going to take? Well, that's going to be depending on how how good care you take of it, how much you water it, how much you, you know, pull the weeds and, you know, allow certain bugs to be there. You got to care. I think so. Just overall, I would think it's just the time that it takes. People don't want to spend that. Uh, I always have this uh, conversation with my loved ones. And it's before I say it, I'm going to say that it's my own opinion and uh, whether I'm wrong or right, uh, I don't know, and, but it's my personal opinion. And I always say this because I'm with you. If somebody really wants it, they will get it, right? 
And but I'm also okay with people who don't want it and they know they don't want it, right? Because when it comes to people who say, "Uh, I'm fat," and they're always complaining, but they're never changing, I don't like that people. Because don't be complaining if you don't want to change, right? But I like the people who say, hey, I'm chubby. I like it. I like to eat. Fuck it. I respect that people because... I respect that too. Because they know who they are. You know, it's and like... It, I, think, I think it comes down to like people not asking for what they for what they want. That's why the people don't really know what they want. It's like, yo, I ain't trying to... I'm Like I said, I'm not trying to be skinny. I'm, I'm good right here. And I think... You know, it's the idea of we say we want... Like, for me, I always say... I, one thing was my pet peeves, the people who say that they don't like their job. I really can't stand that because it's like you chose to work there and you choose to go every day. You could literally choose to get another job any day. So it's like if you don't like your job, you don't want to work there, then you don't truly not like it. You just want something to complain about, you know, or you don't truly not want to work there. So I think overall like people don't really know what they want and the people who do it makes it easier for them to accept whatever it is they if you if you want abs the proof is in your daily activity it don't matter what you say it only matters what you do every day if you see me out there running every day which i was because i wanted to run a marathon that was i was proving that i wanted to complete a marathon it was there was no it was in my activity. It wasn't what I said. I could say it all day, but your activity is the proof of what you truly want. So, you know, if a person truly wants to lose weight, you'll see it in their daily activity. And uh, it's something that I had to share with somebody uh, recently that uh, I'm like, it's just you have to know who you are, right? Like, you re- do you really want it? Do you? Is it really the thing that you want? Is it? Because if you're not changing, you really don't want to. But then don't complain later on because the product is you. The most, the best thing that you have in your life is you. The The most amazing thing that you would create is you. You are the best thing that could happen to you, right? You're yeah. going to make that change. Like you say, it's, it's, and it's funny because um, I tried to teach that to my son because I think the repetition will create habit right so for example it's my son is the most amazing little kid ever he's so smart but he gets in trouble for stupid shit for kid stuff like kids are stupid yeah because like (laughs) like our pet piece was he will get out of school with a fucking black face like dirt and i was like what the and then six months down the road i discovered that this fool Likes to go play, but he never washes his hands. And he's throughout the fucking day with <laughs> dirty hands. And he goes and eat. So <laughs> the repetition was like, we're going to start doing simple things. And he didn't understood that, hey, as soon as you come home, you had to wash your hands. As soon right. as you come home, you had to put that little, you know, your lunch bag here. And you do it every day, every right. time. Because it's going to create a habit. That habit is going to create that you're going to be organized. You're going to be clean. And when you're 25 and you're at a job and they're going to either pick the organized clean clean person or the dirty person, they're going to pick you. But nobody, he's never going to look back and say, hey, 
that's a good habit they fucking put on me, right? Like it's right. something that as a as a uh, as a as a dad, I had to put it in him. I was like, I gotta put this thing on you because you have to. That's my fucking job. But it's you know right. when you try to say that to somebody that is an adult and they don't want to change, you're the dick, right? Well, because well, you, you know, as you get older, you get more stuck in your ways, and we know this. You know, um, that's why we see people who are like. 50 plus 60 plus like you ain't they ain't changing like i mean good luck you know like they don't care they still use words that are inappropriate no more like they don't care like this is it i'm here and it's they give them the right to do so like um but children can change way faster and as we become adults you know then we we can change less but we still can like i implemented to my youngest you know uh you know my youngest cameron who's about to be three was like hey i was like hey um we're gonna start making our brush your teeth that night Right. Because, you know, usually as babies, you don't really make them until they kind of get a little older. Then you say, OK, you know, now we got to implement it. So to the point where if she goes lays down now, she's like, you know, like 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 brush teeth. Like she knows like, oh, like we got to we got to brush our teeth. You know, I don't know about just the battery went on the camera, but she knows like, hey, like we have to brush our teeth. That's that's not negotiable. So that habit now is instilled in her, like you said, just from the repetition. Um, and humans, I mean, even adults, we're the most repetitious people ever. Literally, we do everything. <laughs> like, we are we are creatures of habit. Literally, we're creatures of habit. And I even read this book called Power of Habit that talks about how much of a creature of habit we are. Literally, everything we do is habitual. That's why when you can drive, you can drive home without thinking. Like, how often have you just, like, not even looked at the street signs or you've been going somewhere else? And then you accidentally ended up at home because you're so used to driving that pattern. <laughs> like I do it all the time, you know? So we are creatures of habit and it's easier for children to create new habits than it is for adults, period. We have to actually actively work really hard at creating new habits as adults. It's super, it's super difficult for us. What's up guys, Jose de la Roca here. And I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am and they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order that is de la roca d-e-l-a-r-o-c-a so the other thing that i always bring up is all the books that you have read and have recommended and then i've been reading i've been reading this book man that uh is called the the seven habits of highly efficient uh, uh people i know exactly which i know exactly what you're talking about and not only i read it but i have the audio book and I listen to it constantly. It's just an amazing thing to, because I don't know, it. this book has changed so many things in my life. But it's funny because, let's put it this way. You know how like you do something and you think you're doing something right, but you're still afraid that you don't know if it's right and you change the ways you do and you act in your life and blah, 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 blah. But until, and you see kind of the fruits of of that, but you can't really put it in scientific words that 
sound like smart things. And then you read it and there's a professor and scientist saying what you actually have been doing and it kind of validates what you have been doing. And you're like, okay, so I'm not stupid. So I'm not crazy. Actually, I'm pretty smart. You know, um, I listen to a guy named Jim Rohn. I love Jim Rohn. He talks about... There's a lot of people who are successful on or without them even knowing. They, they've been doing the right thing their whole life and not knowing it. And that's why we can see somebody who's not necessarily educated or somebody who's not highly favored and make it to a place of success. And you're like, how'd they make it? And they just knew what to do without knowing they were doing the right thing. You know, they were just doing it and it happened to be the correct thing. So, yeah, there's many a times that, you know, I've read books and, um, you know, I've seen things and be like, yo, this validates what I'm thinking. You know, even as of late, you know, I've read, uh, I read Think and Grow Rich a few times. I listened to it and it's a very popular success book. And in there, it talks about how important for a man your woman is, how how serious that is to your growth and your success. It's so vital. And, uh, you know, those things start to relate to me a lot more. And as I'm paying attention, as I become older, like, I really do need, you know, uh, things from a woman to make me a better man, like period, I'm a better individual, but specifically a better man. And it's like, yo, this is right here in this book of success on how to become a multimillionaire. (laughs) It's right here. It says, Hey, get you a good woman. Like it's right here. You know? So those are things that I often find, you know, myself like, yo, I'm not doing this or I'm already doing this correctly. So it happens all the time. Uh, so, and I, I shared that book with my girl because, you know, uh, going back to what I said, you know, the most, the biggest tool you have in your life is you, right? And then, uh, uh, so I wanted to share that with her and ex- and explain her like so many things that have happened to me and I have been doing uh, that actually, that I read it. And somebody has sold millions and millions of copies and all these people are listening to him and you've been doing the same things, but just didn't know what you were doing. It kind of validates you. So I kind of wanted to hurt for her to read it because, for example, like when I quit drinking, right? Uh, uh, people says, oh, how did you do it? And it's amazing. And I have people have, they told me that they wish they could have what I have and, and quit. And it goes back to just do it, right? But it sounds simple, but it's fucking not, right? Because one of the passages in The Seven Habits of Highly Efficient People is he talks about uh, 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 Victor Frankl, right? That he says that Victor Frankl survived the the Nazi camp. And he says that he had the power of of choosing right the power to choose what nobody else could take away from him which is his self-worth nobody could take your self-worth nobody could take what's inside right they could strip you they could hit you they could say things to you they could but if you really go deep 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 inside you you know who you are you know what you are you know who it's you, and nobody could take that away from you, right? And the funny thing about that is that when I was going through depression, blah, 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 there was a time where I, 
there were times that I said, I don't care if I die, nobody's going to, and mm -hmm. I never care about myself. And I remember like one time in my craziness of alcoholism and stuff like that, I remember that I started saying, but what about I'm worth it? What about if I start caring about myself? And that's when everything started changing in a way that, hey, not only I started caring about myself, but I started to take responsibilities about what I was doing, right? No, my parents were not giving me drinks. Nobody wow. was. So it's one of those things that once you find your self-worth, some psychological problems that you may have kind of starts going away. And it's simple to say it, but once somebody says it in a book and you read it, right. you're like, oh, I'm not crazy. Be, be, just because it's down on paper, and, you know, and I'm not a theologian or religious, I mean, super religious, but, you know, I always look at the Bible as a good textbook because they got a lot in it, you know, that help you think through things and, you know, it's write it down and make it plain. When it's written, it has a different effect on you when things are written, even if you write it. You know, it just has a different, you have a different relationship with, 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 with the written word. Like, I remember learning this in, in grad school. They were saying it's a different way to communicate with somebody by talking to them and having it written. People don't know. That's why Plato never wrote many things down because he wanted the interpretation of the moment. He didn't want it to be read and interpreted. He wanted the moment to interpret what he was saying to get the message the way that he wanted to get it. So people associate differently with words. And one of those things about words is that you can do it on, you can read it on repeat. Like if somebody says something, they're not going to say it again the same way that they said it. If you read something, you can read it like, wait, let me read that sentence again. Oh, you can sit there and ponder on it and allow that to allow the message to sit in, give it the time it's, it takes to sit in at that powerfulness. So, yeah, man, like the written word has such an impact on you. And um, it kind of going back to what you were saying, when you were saying like the self, like the mentality. I had to deal with this recently, like my self-talk. I realized I didn't have my self-talking check. I was feeling like, ah, like, man, like I need somebody to come help me. I need somebody to come help me. I need somebody to come do this. I was telling myself I need something versus I was like, you know what? Like, you don't need nothing. Like, you got it. And that whole self-talk switch just turned me into a different person, how I approach my day now. I approach my day more assertively, more confidently, more boldly because I literally just say, hey, man, hey, hey, you don't need nobody. You got it. Like, do what you know to do and be who you are and you'll and you'll get there versus the talk of like, man, I need somebody to help me out. Like, it was a different conversation that I had to have with myself and it changed what I did throughout the day and what I'm doing throughout today, even. I'm telling you, that book, uh, it, I still... When I meditate, I still read it, and it's it's funny that you brought religion to to the conversation because uh, I recently told somebody that and it kind of I'm the same way as you. I have issues with religion. I have my own opinions about religion that we're not going to discuss. But it's one thing that I tell people is that I like when people pray because if you don't, if you are like me and meditates for my mental health, believe it or not, praying is meditating for your mental so health. Yeah. Because when you pray, you're relieving yourself from whatever you have inside, right? Yeah. You are meditating. You're relieving yourself. You're 
concentrating in something. You're focusing on something. And some people actually need that to relieve themselves to whatever they're carrying. So I think praying is a great thing. It's a good source of meditation, in my opinion, of course. I, I got a, uh, I got another book for you. It's a super short read. You may have heard of it. Have you heard of the, uh, the Four Agreements? No. Listen, it's, it's, it's super short. A super short book, um, and I, if you if 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 you if you like that book, you're gonna love this one. It's like I said, super short. It's a great read. It's one of the if you type it in, you probably look at it right now on your you type in the four agreements. It's it's I mean it's truly mind blowing, um, and shaping the thoughts. And I love it because one of the four agreements talks about. Uh, one is like being impeccable with your word. It's like do what you say you're going to do. You, that's that's is how super important that is. And also about one of the ones like take nothing personal about how important it is not to take things personal. But it's a super short read. You're going to absolutely love it. It's super spiritual. So I think that you'll really enjoy it because if you're a person that likes to meditate, this book will truly, truly um has some substance for you. And like I said, it's a super short read. You can even listen to it. You can listen to it on um, you know, YouTube and probably listen to it in 45 minutes if that, because it's that short. But uh incredible it. something you just said, right? Don't take anything personal. I've been saying that my whole life. I don't take anything personal. I'm just a fucking monkey trying to uh but uh, you know it's it's a funny thing, right? Like and teaching that to a kid is it's hard, right? But yeah. the way you I've been teaching it to my son. It's like, know who you are. Because if once you know who you are, man, nobody could put you up and nobody could bring you down. But, but so, so listen, so I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to, uh, I want to, I want to challenge that. Okay. For the, sake, for the sake of argument. Like, how do we ever know? Like, how do we ever know who we are? And I, and I only say that because, I feel like I'm still discovering um, who I am. And I read this other book called Conversations with God, which is huge, huge. And it's not what you think it would be. It's just the title of it, right? And I remember in the book Conversations with God, I love it because I think that they go between like a female version of God and a male version of God, just so you don't get tied to one one source uh, because God is formless. But it said, uh, it said, uh, you, the goal is not to find out who you are. It's to become who you want to be. That's the goal. Like, it's not finding anything. It's choosing what you want to become. Like, so whatever you want to be is becoming that versus trying to figure out who you're supposed to become. Just choose it and become it. So it was just a different perspective. So I'm like, huh, like, at what point do people know who they are even as, as children? Like, I mean, let me ask you, do you know, do you feel like you know who you are now? I mean, do you feel like yeah. you know who you are or who you're going to become in the next five years? Well, that's the thing, right? For me, it's two different things. I know who I am, but I know and knowing your purpose, right? The pr why are you yeah. here, right? Uh -huh. So literally, why are you here? Your purpose. And when I was an alcoholic, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't care right. whether I died or not. So now the purpose is like, for example, like uh, I'm going to give you when you ask somebody who they are, they give you their name. But those two words were given by their parents, right? Nobody chose those two words, and it's just words. 
But if somebody tells you who they are, if you ask me who I am at the moment, I'll tell you I'm a dad. Yeah. My responsibility is to give him a good future and live my life as an example of what he should do, right? So, for example, I tell my girl, I'm like, hey, I like to exercise, but hopefully, because I do it every day, I do it in front of him, it will stick in his mind, and maybe he wants to do it, right? If I work hard, maybe it will stick in his mind. Instead of me saying all the time, blah, 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 be good, blah, blah, and... For example, one time um, it was hot and I got grab a couple of energy drinks. Well, actually sports drinks here. And I grabbed my son and we went to give it to the gardeners. Be like, hey, it's hot outside. Here's some snacks. Here's some drinks. Do things for him to s- see that there's good in people and you should do good things. And so if you ask me who I am, I'm a dad who is trying to give a good example of who to be on my son and trying to give him a, a better future. So, so let me ask you this. Would you have done that, though, if you, you not had your son with you? Would you still have been that person? That's an interesting question because, believe it or not, I was in a transition when, when... So I quit drinking and believing in myself, uh, being having self-worth, changing... Uh, discovering who I was, why I was here, this loving myself when my son, when my girl got pregnant, right? So I had already done the transition of loving myself, thinking about me and blah, blah, blah. And then my son comes in and he's like, propelled that. But it, right. it, but he propelled that, but also gave me another purpose, Right. So For sure. my purpose was to love myself and change myself and start becoming a better person. And then, boom, here comes a little kid and the thing changed there. It's like so, not only- so, I mean, OK, so it goes back to like, you know, like, who are you? Because it's like you see how like your son changed who you were at that time. And then whatever experience happens next is going to change you, you know, and, you know, as he becomes older, because Say so he's like seven now, right? Yeah. So, so as he becomes 10, then you're going to be like, okay, I got to change because I got a 10 year old now. As he becomes 15, I got to change because he's 15 now. You know, even we got to change. So I think it's kind of like, for me, it's like, who do you, who do you want to become? What do you want to become? And then start, start, that's more important than who you are. Because who you are is not going to be who you are two years from now. But if you focus on who you want to become, it may take two years to become that person. You know, I asked my daughter, like, it's kind of an old question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Remember that old question, right? Yeah. But now it's like more of what kind of person do you want to be when you grow up? Do you want to be a kind person? Do you, how do you like see your life? You know, do you see yourself married? Do you see yourself like, what do you envision for your life? circumstance not just what you want to do as a career but how are you living what kind of person are you like he, he your son is saying man i see my dad go give sports drinks to the you know we did that or, i see my dad exercise all the time those are the things that he may say man that's what i want to become and because he wants to become that he'll start implementing those things now like you said you know and so it does affect who you are now but i think ultimately the goal is focusing on like man who, who do you want to be and start becoming that person because even me, I always say, 
I'm not who I want to be right now. So I need to start acting like the person more often. So that way that habit kicks in. You know, if you want to bring, if I want to bring my flower, my girl flowers every day, I got to start acting like I'm the person that would bring flowers every day. So by acting like the person that would bring flowers every day, I become the person that does bring flowers every day. So it's kind of like, I guess, a mind trick or something like that. I don't know. Now, I will give you because it's, uh, I will give you a challenge that I have, a roadblock that I encounter within myself while reading a book. And it comes to what you're talking about. So I am a dad, right? And I'm doing all this stuff. And I always say that, believe it or not, I'm doing everything for him. And right now, if he coughs, I die. And But at some point, that will stop, right? At some point, if this fool does something stupid when he's 25, well, it's nothing I could have done, right? Because it's his choice he's doing, right? So at some point... What I'm going, who I am right now will stop. Yeah. And the funny thing is like the book was asking me to picture my death, right? And who's going, what people are going to say that I was throughout my, right. my, my, and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't think past his 18th year. Right. So that means I cannot think past 11 years right right so the funny thing that you ask is like i'm going to tell you who i am until this fool turns 18 right i don't know i can't think about what i want when i'm 75 <laughs> who yeah. i want to be when i'm 75 and that's a yeah. roadblock that i have right now because maybe right. i'm so focusing on providing becoming better uh having a good future becoming fit blah 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 that i'm not i can't think past 20 years and it's a roadblock it's a challenge that i have because i can't i can't even say like oh when i'm 75 i'm going to be retired living in guatemala but i'm like do i really want that so i'm when they asked me that question i couldn't answer it bro and you know and you know i'm coming to a point because i you know i'll share with you you know now I'm, i'm in the you know i'm in the process of you know trying to get married this year and you know, that has changed my perspective too. It's like, that's become now, it's like, I want to actually, you know, make part of my purpose is going to be, I want to make my, my wife happy, you know, for as long as I'm here. Because like, if I want, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to make people around me happy. You know, I think that's a greater purpose. Like, damn, did I, did I add to everyone's life that I spend time with, you know, was I, always an asset to people or was I an issue? And now for me, it's become more clear, like, man, I want to be able to provide experiences for the people around me, not just my kids. Cause I always say like, I don't, me, I say, I don't do nothing for my kids. Not, not that I don't do nothing, but nothing I'm doing now is like to leave a legacy for my children. No, I'm not doing that because they might not want to do this. This is my, this is my life choice they may make their own she may want my patent my oldest may want to be a lawyer and then my youngest may want to be a freaking astronaut so this wouldn't even i'm doing all this for them don't even make sense you know so um it's the point of like was i able to provide space and resources for them to become what they want to become and that's that's the most you know and that's throughout life you know i guess you know are you able to provide it could be simple like 
Like if you, if you were a great cook, you know, you ain't got to have all the money in the world. But if you, everyone knows, like, man, every time Jose came around, we ate well, you know, and you made people feel good through that medium. That's you feel like, OK, I'm fulfilling my purpose. And that's what I want to do until I'm out of here is make people feel good with who I am and what I'm good at or what I do. So for me, I could say the answer is like, man, I just want to make my loved ones happy for as long as we here. And I want them to be able to say, man, every day was, every day was fun. Every day was good. Every day was love. If I can give that as many days of that as I can provide to people, that's man, kid, whether it's my kids, whether it's my friends, my, my, my cousins, like if I can do that, then I'm, I'm happy. I can, I can get, I can leave out of here and feel like I left on, on empty. Like I don't want to leave on full. That's really it. It's funny. Uh, you I see it as you want to provide love, right? And uh, uh, I had this conversation with somebody where I was like, I may not be the hold hands and uh, call you fucking names person, right? Because for me, that's corny or actually maybe it comes down to how I was, you know, raised because right. my, my dad was never there. My mom also was never there. Nobody ever told me I love you. I don't remember right. like being very like uh, people, you know, now it's even even worse when people like want to hug me out of nowhere. I feel like, what the fuck? Like, leave right. me alone, no, right? Like, right? I get it. It's yeah. in my mental stuff. But the way I show love is, hey, uh, drink some tea because it's going to, you know, give you good stuff within you try to exercise a stretch so let's read yeah. let's exercise your mind let's exercise your body because as we were speaking i believe that the greatest tool you have is yourself but if yeah. you don't exercise your mind if you don't exercise your body if you don't eat well then your biggest tool is not going to really work right so that's what i try to give as love for my loved ones whether they take it as a good advice or bad advice or mind your business that there's nothing I could do there. Right. That's their problem. But I had to explain that to my loved one with my partner one time, because I was like, look, I don't know what your fucking, uh, uh, vision of love is, but me is for you to be here for a long time. And how do you do that? Exercise, mind, health, eating well, blah, blah, blah. So that's my way of showing love. And, and you know, there's a. I don't know if you have you heard. The, uh, it's another book called uh, like Love Languages. I don't know if you ever heard of it or seen it, but it's huge. It's it's a it's very very popular book in, in couples and relationships, and it basically states out how people show love because we we think that people show love the same way we do. Some people show love by like one of them is um, gifts. Like they show love by they're they're just gifting things. They don't really know how to. You know, they just know how to give, you know, they don't know how to, some people are affectionate. They don't give, but they like to touch. If you're not touching them, I don't feel love. Some people, words of affirmation. Some people just want to hear it. You know, some people just want to, you don't say it, don't, you don't, you can, you can buy flowers. You can, you can give massages and you can go on nice days. But if you don't say, I love you, then they don't understand the language. You see what I'm saying? So um, it's understanding how people want to be loved. And what their love language is. Me and my woman, like we, we, we discover she knows mine. Like I, if you don't touch me, I don't feel like you love me, you know. And that's her love language is gifts. Like if literally, if I bring her a pack of Mentos from the store, 
she's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, you know, I can say I love you all day. Don't have the same impact, same effect if I bring her a bag of chips. I thought about her. I brought her something. So her love language is gifts. And I know that because of how she was raised. She's raised in a, a full house. She's like a middle child. So you know how that goes. It's yeah. like, you know, it's too many kids to be showing a bunch of affection all day. There's <laughs> five kids here. So her parents show love by just buying them stuff. Hey, everybody get everybody gets stuff. You know what I mean? So that's how she understands it. So we had to understand that as well. And I think that's super important. Like you said, your love language is how you you may say words of affirmation, but like, hey, I'm here to inspire you. I'm here to make you make sure you get up. I'm here to make sure you take care of yourself. I believe in you. And that may be your love language. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> you know, so it's just it was it's a great book. I guess we're talking about books now. And I, like I said, I've been through a lot of them. But the love languages was a huge, huge uh, impact on me understanding um, my partner and just people in general, people in general. Some people don't care if you forget about their birthday. Some people, it means the world to them that you him on their birthday. I mean, some people are just different that way. Let me tell you about Peanut Crunch. These baked peanuts puffs are so delicious. My son and I cannot stop eating them. Seriously, we cannot stop. Peanut Crunch are a delicious and healthy peanut treat. They have the power of vegan peanut protein, rice, beans, and a wonderful crunch that keeps active kids and adults on the go. I came across Peanut Crunch when I was watching Shark Tank, and I just decided to help out a fellow Central American entrepreneur and buy his product. So I decided to get it, and when I got them, I found out how delicious these baked peanut puffs were and I became hooked ever since. Go check them out at peanuff.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. P-N-U-F-F.com. And use my promo code De La Roca and you will get 10% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I cannot stop eating this great baked peanut puffs. Peanut Crunch. P-N-U-F-F.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. Promo code de la roca. Yeah, and some people, yeah, I mean, it's, but you know what? Whether we're talking about books or anything, that's another thing about uh, you and I having the same mentality in some ways. And, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to, you know, share with people is that you and I have the same mentality in so many ways. And, and, that's why I like talking to you. I mean, we could go on, on and on and on for right. hours. And, and the same thing goes with my son. You know, I'm doing things and sometimes I had to explain it. I had to like peel the fucking onion and be like, look, I eat fast. Like somebody's going to take my food away because I was raised like that. I, they told me like, one, there were kids you know, starving in fucking Africa. And if you don't eat everything, you're going to be the worst person ever. Right, or if right. you don't eat it in five minutes, I'm going to leave your ass and blah, right. blah, blah. And now I'm a 40 year old that eats like somebody's going to steal his fucking food. But right. that's not right. But don't imitate me. Let me explain it to you, motherfucker. <laughs> you have to relax. So it's difficult. And sharing our stories and telling people to read, it's a good thing because... There's smarter people out there. There's smarter people out there that wrote books. And for you to read those books, for us to share those books, for uh, me to read books like that, we learn. We become better. Especially if you're reading 
the greatest minds alive. If you read books like The Fourth Agreements and The Seven Habits, you becoming a better person, just like you're doing and sharing all that knowledge with yeah. us, man. You know, it's it's a uh, Jim Rohn says like you know you got to study everything. And the one thing that we don't study is ourselves. And I'm not just talking about you in general, but that's important. But studying humans, how humans work, like you said, like you, you're reading, you know, the um, not not this not the seven habits, but the seven of highly affected people, right? Seven habits. Yeah. That's what, yeah, right. So now you learn about humans. You learn about how we operate. It's not just about you, Jose. It's about like this is how our culture in our you know our design of of uh, being a human being works so you start understanding like okay if i how a human being works if i work this muscle every day it's going to become bigger that's nothing to do with jose specifically or keith specifically. it's it's everything to do with how we work as humans so if we actually study us we can become better you know you say oh oh okay if i do do these sit-ups and i'm going to get abs okay like That's across the board. If you study, now you become better physically. If you study yourself, the better you can, can become. And psychologically, it's that's what we need to probably study the most. Like, how do you form habits? People say, I want to um, I want to start eating healthy. Okay, how do you go study the habits of how to create that habit of eating healthy? There's a way to do it because people do it all the time. It's just about studying. And people don't want to study. We don't want to study ourselves. This is what it is. And so people, they say they want to change, but deep down, they don't want to change. Uh, really. Dude, it's like so amazing always talking to you. It's like, first of all, congrats on everything. I always give you props because uh, you find out ways to do it. And there's only so many people that I know that they just make it happen, right? It's just a, a mental thing, I guess, or whatever. But uh, again... You said it, man. You literally said it just right now. If those people could do it, there's a way to do it, right? Why can't we do it? And that, that was, I always tell people the same thing. Dude, I'm short. I'm brown. I was illegal. I was an immigrant. And yet I'm here. So that means there's a way. If I could do it, anybody could do it, right? Man, you know, I, one, 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 one of the greatest things I've ever heard was like, the thing you complain about, somebody had that same situation and made it happen. You know, always tell, uh, you know, always, ex always respect the really the Hispanic culture and because of how hard they're willing to work. Like you said, being illegal. I tell people all the time, like especially especially in the black community, we have this feeling of we shouldn't have to work hard anymore because we already did. You know, as far as certain certain things, certain jobs, you know, or certain or certain things we won't do anymore because our ancestors went through, which I understand, you know, there's a lot to unpack there, but I say, Hey, I said, the fact that we can see, you know, we can see Hispanic, especially in LA, they'll be selling tacos on one corner across the street. They'll be selling. First of all, nobody's even hating. Let's start there. They both selling the same tacos, different sauces, right? Across the street, nobody's hating. And they're both out there until one, two in the morning. Are you willing to get out there and stand in the corner at one, two in the morning and sell what it is you selling and, and, and push what it is you pushing? And a lot of people are not willing to do that. And um, not saying you have to do that, but I use that as a metaphor saying, yo, like it ain't going to be comfortable. It's not going to be, it's, you got to be uncomfortable and it's not comfortable because they be out there, man, rain, 
cold. It's cold as hell. And they out there with a, a line wrapped around getting the money, not complaining, not making no excuses, not saying I'm not waiting on nobody, making it happen. So I just I always respect that. And that makes me know, like, there's always a way. It's just if you want to do it or not. I'll give you this example, like uh, 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 how how we got our dog. Our dog, Bluey, cost $1,000. And this happened. My father-in-law, uh, he has a good job, speaks a little bit English, uh, kind of raised the younger one, even though it's not his, has been always good with my with my girl. Uh, and he has an old truck, works for, he's a welder, works at a good company. And he's not, doesn't need anything. But I realized that every time we'll go out, he had a little bag and... If he will see a a can of of aluminum, he will crush it and put it in a bag, right? <laughs> and uh, he told me, you know, it's extra money here and there. Because $20 is $20, bro. Right. <laughs> and then I said, you know what? Let's help him out. Uh, let's start collecting all the recycles that we have. We'll give it to him. And we start doing that. Mm-hmm. And a couple months pass by, and he comes back, and he gives my son forty bucks, and I'm like, "What is this?" He's like, it's "From all the stuff you guys gave me," and I was like, "Oh shit, you're," but that was for you. He's like, "I don't need it. Everything that you guys gave me recycle, I'm going it and sending it back to your son." And I taught my son, "Hey, we're going to have you recycle, and you're, <laughs> we're going to make." Out of trash, we're going to buy the dog that you want. And that's how we got it. He recycled wow. for a whole fucking year and we were able to buy the dog that he wanted. What a lesson of how to earn it. What a lesson. And you know, I always give you know my dad, and I think this is where this this is where dads are very, very necessary because moms are more so like, I'm just gonna get it for you. You know what I mean? But for dads, we have way more logic and we're we always understand. Like, this is how we operate. We operate off of, like, you know, everything about us men is, like, respect. Like, we operate huge off respect. We operate huge off integrity. And we feel, we like, we understand earning something. you got to go earn it. There's nothing's going to be given to you. So even if it's an opportunity to, for something to be given to you, I love the fact that you instilled that because my father instilled that in me, for sure. My father since I was a young, I literally, if I wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese, my dad used to keep this big old crayon, like this hollow crayon full of quarters, nickels, pennies. He would say, okay, go roll. If you want money to go to Chuck E. Cheese, you can go. But you got to roll up. Everything you roll up, you can keep. So you remember you used to have to put them in the little the little rolly things? Yeah. yeah. So my dad would make me say, hey, whatever you roll up, you can keep. And... He, so he always made me earn everything, you know. And even when I got my first Xbox, he was like, he was like, he kept asking me. He was like, hey, um, how much the Xbox? Like six hundred dollars. He's like, okay, well you got to save the money, get it yourself. Now, okay, you can wash cars. And then he would ask me, hey, you got the money yet? Nope. Okay, all right, let me know when you got the money. I'll take you. Maybe like seven months went by. Dad, I got the money. He said, cool. Keep the money. I'm gonna buy the Xbox. But he still wanted me to understand I had to earn it. And so hats off to you, bro, because that's an important lesson that that you gave him that I think that dads 
you know, mostly dads are, are, are the type of person who do that. But that, I mean, I'm just sorry it stood out because my dad literally did that to me. Like, oh, you want this? Go do this and you can get it. Go, you want this? Go do that and you can get it. And uh, that's always the way it was. And I think that's what makes, that's turned me who I am today. It's like, I don't expect nothing. I go get everything. I go earn it. And man, your your family did a great job because I do admire you. I respect you. Uh, and you're cool, man. You're my friend. I always, you know, and I'm always here for you and everything. And then just to finish the thought about my father-in-law, you will see him and then, you know, typical Mexican and, you know, boots and and let's just say he has a house and he doesn't ask for anything and let's just say this fool got money man but he doesn't show it and like you said he just works hard saves his money he may not speak english but this fool see bro do you see what you just said he don't even speak english and and it's people out here and uh, and whoever listens to this in the black community, I'm going to say this. Do you hear it? The man don't speak English. And he's made an incredible life for himself. You speak clear English. And the fact of the matter is, is that what he's willing to do and what you're willing to do to get it. That's the only difference. The only difference is what you're willing to do. Same 24 hours. Got two legs, two arms. I'm assuming, you know, <laughs> you know, you can see, you can taste, you can smell, you can talk. It's not even the same language. If you have all the abilities, even more than some other people, that's proof right there that the only thing that's stopping you is you and your willingness to do what it is that's required. And it goes right back to the beginning of the conversation. Why aren't people want to do it? It's because of the time that's required. And to be quite frankly, most people just want it easy, you know, and it's not easy. It's not easy, and you know, going back and finishing with the dad theory, like uh, I did teach my son that, but I'm also trying to teach him how to be fucking poor, man. Because <laughs> once you're all the way at the bottom, there's nothing bung up. But once you're there and you survive, that's a great lesson too, you know. Be hey, the great, and you know what? And there's no way to teach that lesson because you're never gonna allow him knowingly at least to let him be at the, it's just it's not you're never gonna let him be at the bottom you know and yeah, he's not yeah. he's never gonna know what that's like because you are his father he's, he's never gonna know what that's like bro like i have let him like be fucking hungry until he fucking finishes his vegetables <laughs> i'm like i was somebody really kind of gave me the eye i was like look be hungry fucking hunger it's going to teach a fucking lesson Either hey, you eat funny. or you eat, motherfucker. Right, and, and that, you know, and it, and it's so funny. I know you have a hard time doing that, even now, because it's like ah, I know you don't want to eat it, you know. Um, but you know what? You lucky you got a son because you had girls. Oh man, you would be you'd be worse. It'd be so bad, bro. Like I can't win. I got girls, so I can try. To, I can't. It's just I can't do it. It's like ah, I just melt in their hands, bro. So that's why moms have to be the. Uh, Mom's got to be the strong arm because I'm I'm weak in the house. I'm telling I have no. It just man, I got girls, man. It's just yeah, it's just different. It's it. I guess it is true with girls. It's different, man. Uh, but it's yeah. There's been times that I said I don't care if I'm the bad guy here. You going to do this whether you like it. Or 
<laughs> well, hey, you know, that that's, that's just great parenting, you know? That's all it is. It's just great parenting, you know? And so, like I said, man, hats off to you because, like you said, you know, the whole premise of your show is learning how to father without having one. And there's no manual to this. You know, there there is no there's no manual. And the crazy part of it is you, you got a new son every year. You know, you got you, you it's a new person every year. He's at this age, everything is and we was two years now. Who he is, he knows more words, he knows more context, you know, he's getting into new things. So you got a new son every year. So every year you gotta learn how to raise a new person, you know, and then you only get to do it once. You know, unless you get another one, and that's they're a whole different person. I thought I had it figured out by now, but Cameron and Peyton are two different, two different kids. I got everything is different. So, um, yeah, man, hats off to you. You know, I, I fortunately I had a father who set a who set an example um, for me to build on. You know, my my father definitely wasn't the most uh, affectionate man by no means, but he made sure I had everything I had, and he taught me how to earn everything. And, uh, you know, he taught me so many things and always allowed me to try things, whether it were good or bad. He always be like, hey, go out there and find out. That was, that was his motto. I'll go out there and find out. You know, you don't want to do it? Okay, go out there and find out. I told you to do it this way, but go out there and find out. That's always his motto. So um, those are the things that, like I said, man, my dad gave me those foundations, man. And I think he did. Uh, I always say I give him, I give him an A plus 100%. Can ask for more. You're the best, man. I'm proud of everything you have done. And uh, yeah, I don't know how do you do it with three girls at home. But I got to get you to come down here, man. I know I, I know, I know, you don't come to L.A., man. You be in your ivory tower out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got everything you need. You know what I mean? Let down your hair, you know? Uh, uh, what hair? Uh, I, just, I just bought a car. So now that we have two cars, maybe I could drive uh, the the piece of shit Toyota. Man, honestly, man, I, I would love to get you down here and interview you, bro. And, and and I think that you have an amazing story, you know, coming from one, you know, where you come from, your hardships, you know, defeating alcoholism and becoming a father and how important that is to you. I would love for you to come and uh, on my show, you know, come down here and uh, let me get you on camera. And I, I would love to have that conversation with you. Anytime, man. We're also planning to do something. So stay in the Don't lookout. say anytime because I'm going to say next week. Uh, you so, know, I'll be there tomorrow um what's today all right look listen listen let's do um hold on wait we haven't finished this podcast though i I, I, I was gonna do it on the podcast so that way they know they know it's real but all right we're gonna finish it up and then we're gonna get a date afterwards (laughs) oh but because i was gonna say where could people find you man like they still gotta catch your show everything you do i mean those fucking studios people had to go and see those things i'm so proud of what you have done man like uh you know now that I'm able to pay off bills and stuff like that, when I buy a new thing, I'm like, oh, it's something that I could touch. And it's the fruit of my labor. And you have a whole fucking office and studios. That's badass. So where could people find you, support you, etc.? Yeah, uh, they can find me if you look for the website. It's tgnproductionsla.com. Um, you can find a bunch of pictures, a bunch of stuff I'm doing there. I'm starting a podcast academy for 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 kids. Um, so it's a six week course. So it's it's, uh, it's in in the six week course. You can come in any course every day is a new lesson. So you don't have to be there week one to learn the stuff on week four. Everything is independent. So six week course, also a week course that they want to learn video as well. Um, so I'm starting a podcast academy for kids, and, and, and you know if you know schools or any place that's interested in doing it. You know, it's a very fun activity. Uh, the kids love it. It's very simple, made simple. 
Um, you can look there also. You can follow me at Keith Good News. And on YouTube, my channel is at The Interview LA. And that's where I interview some of the most really incredible people from the LA area, LA County, um, and on that has really had a, have a story and created success for themselves right here in one of the hardest places to do it in the world. And they've successfully done it and their stories are amazing. That's why I want Jose on there next. So make sure y'all check that out. Cause Jose says he's coming next week. So we're going to make sure we get that on the calendar. You sure people want to see this fucking face? No. I think they do. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, and you have been listening to Dad Without a Dad. Goodbye!